0: Welcome.
1: This is Why Life Is. I'm Niles McFlower. Tonight we're going to do something different, I think. Uh, I've never done a show like this before. And uh, it's going to be kind of, uh, I think, for some people, um, an experience both in potential future and uh, learning something about some of the astral subworlds as well at the same time. What I'm going to do is have, uh, we'll call it a Program of possibilities and what would happen if we used astral subworld models for improving the physical Earth for the next 40 years. And the hope I, is that this show will lead to some ideas for making improvements in the way our world is presently functioning, which is mostly dysfunctional and uh, unfortunately leading into darkness. Uh, now you might say, well, how come the astral subworlds aren't leading into darkness? And in actuality, the ones that I'm picking to use, uh, have not moved in that direction. They're going to be the fourth, the third, and the two spiritual subworlds of the second and the first. Uh, I'm not going to pay much attention tonight to the fifth, sixth, and seventh subworlds of the astral plane because they do have some darkness in them, not Necessarily any worse than physical earth, but um, they they don't have the kinds of answers I think that we we would need to make the kinds of changes that would help us. So I'm going to pay attention to to those four that I mentioned to tell you what the differences are, and there is uh, quite a bit of difference actually between them, but. Ultimately, there's possibly a hybrid where we could take some of what's happening in one place and some of what's happening in another place and put them all together and come up with some kind of constructive ideas. And again, this is really a kind of what-if show. It isn't going to necessarily answer all of the, um, all of the problems, but it might give us something to really think about. And at the present time, uh, there are too limited of ideas to solve the problems that the world has, mostly because uh, the world is factioned in such a way that the majority of people uh, do not have a good conceptual understanding of the upcoming problems because they have failed in the recent past to do so and so the world is kind of falling apart now i'm not just talking here about where i'm speaking from which is the uh, united states although that's certainly true in this country but it it's true throughout the world um and there's very few places this hasn't been taking place uh especially since about the year 2007 things have not been moving in a positive direction now does that mean that we can't uh change it? Well, obviously I wouldn't be doing tonight's show if that were true, but uh, it it does mean that if we do nothing, I think we're in uh, major trouble. Major trouble could mean that within 100, 200 years planet Earth may be in such a quagmire that there would not be a chance of surviving as a planet, meaning that by choice, some higher kingdoms would decide that this world is no longer salvageable uh, as a planet where our consciousness and well, the light of God could grow, and if that takes place, then um, unfortunately uh, the the acceleration of the destruction of the planet will will happen. Uh, it's, it's not suicide per se. It's it's really extraneous, um, deliberate protection of the rest of the world, of rest of the universe from us. And a planet, when that takes place, a planet that isn't punished, uh, the, the destruction of a planet means that the abode for darkness or evil is removed and the souls that that are functioning on that planet go to other worlds. So it isn't, isn't like it's a terrible, uh, terrible thing for individuals. Where the problem would come and where we would all suffer would be the experiment of Earth would end. This experiment is an extreme experiment of uh, putting a lot of pressure on a few to try to uh, lead in some respects the development of light of, in others. And this experiment, and this is for humans now, uh, this experiment is to see if it can accelerate the growth of the development of human beings uh, under the most distressing circumstances, facing the greatest uh, difficulties, um, and if so, uh, against the worst kinds of evil because under those circumstances, because it is such an extreme circumstance, uh, evil finds this place a, pr- a playground. It's like, hey, let's go to Earth because they're doing some kind of experiment there and it makes it real easy for us to probably take over the world. Uh, that's the place that this has been created into a laboratory, inviting evil in, if you want to call it that, uh, and allowing it to more than take hold, but to have the upper hand for long periods of time. And if you don't believe that, just look at our history. The history that's recorded that we know about is horrible. And it's, it's worse, uh, sometime even further back in time. It actually gets better than after that. So if you go really far back in time, it really wasn't so bad. But if you get to the point in the 10,000 to 20,000 years before uh, recorded history, it was uh, pretty abysmal. And we could actually go in that direction uh, from where we are right now very quickly. I mean like a short time, 100, 200 years. That would be just a disastrous situation because before, uh, the world was kind of put back on restart. And uh, most of the stuff I talk about, Angel's Wisdom, was mystified. Uh, And now it's being demystified, but it can't be mystified again. Uh, The reason for that is that you can only hide the truth so long... Uh, to protect people, f- uh, from themselves in using the truth in some more atrocious ways than just being ignorant. And, uh, unfortunately, we're, we're done with that. This is, we, we've run out of the options of that kind of protection. So ignorance won't work anymore. You've got to become the opposite and, uh, which is more conscious. And, uh, there's really, that's the only option left. If we can't achieve that, well, then it will be on to a different world. And they'll maybe try this experiment again. When I say they, beings beyond human, we'll try this experiment again, maybe in some other uh, solar system and see if they can get more success out of it. Now, uh, we are the souls We of us, will not necessarily participate in that same experiment again. It depends. But And that's a choice made by, believe it or not, our own souls. Nobody forces us to be here. I know that's hard to believe because we think while we're here, we didn't choose this. But uh, when we were in a higher level of consciousness as souls, we did. Hard to imagine, isn't it? And before we became that soul in our last life, Uh, While we were working our way back to being our soul and consciousness, we also uh, had made the choice, at least to some extent, to redo the whole thing. So it's a little little strange because people in their present uh, consciousness don't necessarily buy what I'm saying. (laughs) Most people say, give me a choice. (laughs) I won't take this. Okay, Especially if you live in a really horrible place, which there are quite a few on Earth as it is today. And in times past, there were even much worse places. So this is a uh, unfriendly planet, to say the least, but friendly to darkness, unfriendly to the light. And it was designed to be that way so that we could see if we could overcome the worst kinds of evil that really haven't been used much in other places because it's too tough for them. But here, it's been made pretty easy for them, because there's so few people who are conscious enough to do the fight. Strange. Okay, and we're using a system that relies upon very few, which is called initiation. Generally not employed elsewhere. It is some places, but it's not the norm, because it relies on too much from too few in too little time. <laughs> but that's the pressure cooker that's what we came here for we knew about that before we came and we know about it since we've been here and we keep reincarnating so and that's obviously some souls don't but we don't know about them <laughs> they don't leave they don't leave forwarding addresses so we really have no way of comprehending what's happening all right so here we are what are those what are some of the astral subworld models I'm talking about? I'm going to start with uh, what is known as the first ray type of structures that are put in place in some of the subworlds that I've talked about in the past, but you may not be familiar with if you haven't heard those earlier shows. So I'll fill in the blanks as best as I can. The um, the fourth subworld, which is where the majority of people actually end up. I mean. Uh, it's it's at least a plurality, it's between a plurality and a majority uh, of people end up in the 4th subworld, which is actually a bit more conscious than some of the more conscious parts of Earth as it is today. And that's a good thing. Now, how do people get there? Because if it's more conscious, even if it's a little bit more conscious than Earth is here, how does that happen? Well, when people die, they, their consciousness goes up. It's the grace of God deal, and so you get you get another shot at life with a little bit higher consciousness, and some of the people that have the higher consciousness go to the fourth subworld. Uh, the fourth subworld is a pretty nice place by most most people's standards. Uh, people are more empathic in general than they are in physical life. And the world itself is a beautiful place in comparison to Earth. So most people would find it really a great place to vacation, if nothing else. Uh, But they go there to, to live out hundreds of years of their life. What's the difference between there and here? Well, when you get there, if you choose to live within a populated area, and it's by choice that people live wherever they live, if you choose to live within a populated area, uh, and not everybody does, uh, there are rules that people choose to follow. Uh, we, we call them laws, but uh, they generally use the terminology of rules that, is, that comes from a governing source. They actually have what most people would, be, would consider to be a, a limited government. And the governing source makes these rules up to try to improve the betterment of everybody. Not too different than what we would call government here in, in the physical world. Now, there are some differences. The differences are significant in that the people that live in the astral world have less forces in general, especially when you get to the fourth astral subworld. Even though it's the largest, there's very few forces compared to here. Forces are, are what government tends to mitigate on people through force itself by the collective good. It's much less necessary in the astral subworlds, particularly the fourth and higher. Therefore, since less force is employed, the necessity for government interference is reduced. But there is government. What kinds of things does the government do? Well, it attempts to get people to live in ways that are more loving and honest towards other people instead of having a certain element of what we we'll call it, hypocrisy involved in the way that they conduct themselves. A lot of people in the fourth subworld tend to want to impress other people of things about themselves that are better than they really are. And the government does not interfere on a personal level that much with, with these things, but sometimes people get together in trying to um, regulate a a, a a rule on other people that enforces their superiority. The government involves itself with that and tries to prevent it and the the way it does it is not through some kind of you know Nazis coming in and saying "You can't create this kind of place you can't do this sort of thing instead, it uh educates other people about the events as they are taking place and reveals it very quickly so that uh others quickly debunk the superficiality if it's being used to try to force the will of others onto them. It's effective. It's highly effective. And it's feared by those that have this particular characteristic in abundance. Everybody has some of it there, really. Or they wouldn't be in the fourth sub-world. But uh, the people with the most obnoxious amounts of it are under the control of the system because uh, they're quickly debunked about the things that they try to improve Uh, supposedly other people about through their own superiority because they know better, they think or feel better, and uh, they try to convince other people that they are going to get them to come along with what they want. Well, the debunking is quite effective, and it usually leads to uh, people making efforts to change their attitudes and particularly their actions that may interfere with other people because they think they're superior in some crazy way or another. And uh, so this is a pretty effective thing. Again, it's not done on an individual level. It's only when groups of people start doing this that there's there's much to be done about it. And uh, uh, it has, on occasion, uh, led to some uh, meager altercations, that anything to speak heavily about. Uh mostly, as I said, force is not a big issue. Mostly, it just embarrasses people. (laughs) uh, The one thing they don't want to do is look bad. And when people look bad, (laughs) that's a bad thing to them. And it demeans their uh, superior edge and makes them look what they really are, which is hypocrites. And they don't want to look that way. And so it curves that uh, behavior on a group scale. Now, how does this government come about? Who determines who's going to govern the other people? Because, after all, the astral world is a very free place. It's it's difficult to even imagine that a government can exist there. But it can, based upon as I just explained. I'm giving examples of this. And in the astral world, they have a very unique method of electing people. I'm going to describe it for you. Because in the four-sub world, it works something like this. Although... Um, it was first devised, from what I learned, in the third sub-world, um, but we'll get to that. At any rate, the way it works is this. Everybody's encouraged to participate in elections. They actually have them. They have elections, and they elect people. And uh you you aren't forced to participate. If you want to, you do. And if you don't, you don't. However... If you participate in an election before you can vote, you have to pass a test on your level of empathy and love. The test is not ridiculously hard, having, uh, tried it myself. Uh, they have versions of it that that you can practice on. So I figure what the heck I'm there. I'll give it a shot. And, but the point is that, um, that the test does really work to determine of those that, uh, are at a passable grade, they use, a, a 70% number for whatever reason. I mean, I, when I was in grade school, we used 70%, but, you know, I don't know. At any rate, where I was at, at least in the place I was at, it was 70%. Now I say they, I don't know if that's true, and I doubt it is throughout the entire astral subworld, which is huge, by the way. Uh, it just, uh, it just happens to be where I was at. And they picked this because that's what people voted to have. Now, what does the 70% number do? Well, if, uh, if people pass at a 70% rate, their vote counts. <laughs> okay. And if, uh, they don't pass at a 70% vote, uh, rate, a 70% amount, uh, their vote will not be counted uh, it, unless following conditions apply. First of all, if 70% of the people do not pass the the test, the entire election is null, void. So you have to have a new election until 70% of the people who choose to vote uh, pass the test. And the weird thing about it is if a person gets, uh, doesn't, uh, choo- chooses to get in and more than 70% of the people pass, their vote doesn't count unless they want to retake the test because there's a, there's a time period given to retake for retakers, they call it. And if you, if enough retakers take it and pass it, then the vote is recomputed for that particular election about that particular whatever it is. And I found that very fascinating. The whole thing is just totally new. It was like, what the heck is this all about? But now the technology they use, uh, it is somewhat borrowed from the third subworld. That's the reason I said it came from there. But it is about strictly in this particular case about whether people are empathic and conscious. To some extent, through their empathy, by express be, being able to be loving, as long as they are at that level, they're fine. And so it's it's a fascinating uh, a fascinating situation. And elections take a couple months because of this procedure. So you can't you can't have an election in a day. You have an election, and it could be redone. It could be cancelled because not enough people, and then it has to be completely redone, or it's redone because more people come back in and try to pass when they didn't, which may change the election at any rate uh it's a little bit confusing, but i you know i mean i could I could write it all out, and I think it'd be a little easier for people to follow it than me just explaining it here on a show on the radio but but i mean it's it's fascinating because it has with it uh, amazing outcomes. That's, this is the, the reason I'm, I, I was so surprised by it is that in the long run, as best as I could tell. now I have limited experiences, so, but still, in the long run, it appears that the people find that their their government, so to speak, is much more responsive to their, uh, to their needs. And that it is a government for and by the people. More than what we find, like here in the United States and other supposedly democratic countries. So this whole thing was so new to me that I had a lot of, uh, a, a, a lot of, we'll say, almost, uh, uh, misunderstandings about it. At first I thought that they were preventing people from voting, period. You don't know, think like, you know, can't vote <laughs> unless you you pass our test. It sounded to me like Nazis or something, you know. And then it turned out to be the exact opposite. It was like anti Nazis, into It was the it was completely the opposite results of what I expected, and it actually seemed to work. In uh, talking to everybody, the satisfaction with it was amazingly like People really said, boy, too bad it wasn't like this while we were physically alive. It would be a lot better, right? Well, I'm suggesting this potential model and some other ones. We're going to get to them. Um, I'll try to get through everything I can tonight. There's going to be some stuff I'm not going to be able to make it through because this is a big subject. There's so many different things to talk about. But it would be fascinating. This this will be a real eye-opener for some people. At any rate, so uh, the people in the fourth subworld have a system that works <laughs> I mean it works better than what we have ever come up with here in uh on physical earth now some of it's because they have some element of technological improvement the rest of it is because they're more conscious than we are to begin with but not that much uh level of consciousness might be 20% higher uh Maybe, maybe 15. But the point is that we're not that far from being able to make this system work, both technologically and most importantly, in consciousness. And I would love to see this attempted. And I'd be glad to, you know, speak more about it. I have to go get through the rest of this so that you could understand how it is in the sub- other subworlds that I'm going to talk about because they do this, a similar thing, but even on a little bit more challenging scale. Okay. So at any rate, um, this would be a great system to use in a lot of countries in general because the consciousness of the people there are not that much higher than here. So it could be generally applied and it might bring about a real change and the political turmoil that we find in so many areas, it virtually leads to the almost impossible uh impossibility of there being a dictator or tyrant coming to power and controlling other people. Uh, you have to think about it more to understand why that would be true, but uh and I don't have time to go into the full explanation of it other than to, than to describe that you're getting closer to the elements that are more godly in the process of the, of the determining of the election. It's more spiritual. meaning, And because of the spiritual content in the structure of how you go about it, it virtually prevents people who are really dark from being able to hold office. Isn't that neat? Okay, and that's partic- It gets even more so as we move up to the subworld. So I'm going to go to the next subworld because I don't want to run out of time tonight. Um, okay, so in the third subworld, which invented the very technology that they use in the fourth subworld, because they they do that, they share a lot of technology. The the technology they use not only determines what I just described, but they throw an extra little monkey into this into the situation. And It might be a monkey at that. I don't know how much better it is overall, but this is what they do. They not only have the portion of the test that I describe, they have another little or big part of the test that has to do with knowledge. And the knowledge is pertains to the issues that, that are determined by the people themselves in terms of what the election is about. So the kinds of rules and laws that they're choosing to have regulated Uh, the knowledge is generally applied about what those, what those rules and laws are about. Again, if you don't pass both sides of it, you need to have both the empathic side, the love, with the knowledge, uh, then the same issues arise. Now, the percentages are a little bit different depending upon what part of the third world, uh, you go to. And this is for the younger elements of the third world. The people in the older sections where they don't have this high technology, they still adhere to the same model that's used in the fourth subworld. So that's that's them. But for the rest of the third uh, subworld, where the high technology part exists, where uh, a lot of people have read about this in some of the books I've written and other things, those, that uh, part uh, generally, it adheres to the fouling, uh we'll say, uh, system. Uh, they generally have two different numbers. Uh, sometimes they keep the 70% on the empathy, but they go up to like 80% or more uh, on understanding the knowledge side, which means, goofy as it sounds, they have to understand what knowledge is and how it works in the in the circumstance of the people that they think should be controlling the situation and the, the, what those people are standing for in the way that they want to perpetrate more knowledge in the society it's a little bit hard to understand because this is a society that kind of lives to expand its ability to know things okay and people literally use What we might consider to be artificial means of expanding their intelligence. Um, and they're, it's like part of them to do this. So they're very, very intelligent. And so they have higher score that's required on the intelligence thing because you're getting augmented in your intelligence anyway. And that being the case, they make it a bit more difficult than the, uh, for, for the side of the, Test that deals with, like the fourth subworld does, of empathy and love. And it kind of matches their actual levels of consciousness and intelligence. So there's a kind, there's a, there's a, there's a correspondence between that factor and what they expect people to pass on the test. They also have different rules about redoing the election business and um, the elections. They don't give as much time differential. So the election is not held maybe a month apart, it's held maybe a week apart, and then another week, until they get the numbers that are required to have the election count. Um, and uh, people are not required to vote. But if you don't vote in one election, the next time you're going to be more significantly tested, at least on the knowledge side, than you would have been otherwise. So there's an accumulative level of of uh, enforced testing once a person decides to vote. If they decide they didn't want to vote before, not so in the uh, fourth subworld, but uh, so in the third. Okay, that those are the rules there. Now, could we use that here? Yeah, it's possible. I'm not sure we would want to, but if we did. We could combine these uh, factors, and they're already combined if you think about it. So, the two subworlds could be brought together. Now, when I get to the second subworld about this uh, first ray stuff, you're going to see that that's not necessarily true. Okay, so let's move on to the second subworld because I want to cover at least this first ray element of society before we go to break. So um, that's kind of my my goal. If we don't, we don't. We'll try. Okay, so in the second subworld. Uh, there's a, a, a increased emphasis on the overall level of consciousness, which comes from the ability for people to uh, exhibit the ability to join together concepts in consciousness and apply them in realistic fashion. So they have a test there too about how, how you could pass government, but they don't they don't use either of the lower subworlds tests. <laughs> they don't have any. They 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 have their own way of of dealing with it. And uh you can uh, prepare ahead of time for a test and uh then you don't have to if you pass it if you're preparing ahead of time you don't have to take it when you go to vote. And so it's it's kind of a it's a loose system and uh um, most people participate in the elections, so almost they almost have 100% voting uh, rate, only relatively new people that get there don't vote as often. And what they're voting about is is really whether or not the rules and laws that they're trying to create is going to benefit the consciousness of the people not only in the second sub-world, but the people in the lower sub-worlds as well. So they're not just concerned about their subworld because this is a spiritual subworld. They're concerned about does this benefit the lower ones and does it work with the needs of the higher one, which is in the first subworld we're going to get to. So that's the that's the kind of uh, t- uh, idea that they're they're trying to test for, and that's the kind of governing that they do, and um, that's their system of rules. It's quite a bit different than really the the more selfish personal needs being met, a government, of the uh, fourth or 3rd subworlds that I talked about earlier. This is really more concerned about how are we serving others, and does this really apply? And that's why they give a consciousness test, because is the people conscious enough to be able to work with the government that's going to be serving in this way? And so uh, they don't want somebody voting somebody in that's going to reduce the whole whole level of service for everybody else, and just have that government put in because a lot of people who didn't care about it, maybe who were new 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 arrivals and couldn't pass the test, uh, would have adversely affect the election. Now you have the right to continue to educate yourself until you can pass the test, and you don't have to pass it at the moment that you're taking, you're being elect, you're going to the election. Once you pass the test, generally you don't have to take, keep doing it. But regardless, uh, I, 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 there's a challenge to that. If, if someone is doing something hostile, people could report it and there could be a reason why they might be asked to take the test again. But at any rate, in, in general, it's a very, very loving system and its concerns are mostly, mostly for the benefits of others. And I mean others, not just in their subworld, but throughout the astral world in general. Um, okay. And then let's go to the first subworld. The first subworld, uh, is concerned about truth. They want to see if people can create more truth in, uh, others, help to create more truth in others. And so that's what their test is about. And they actually give, uh, tests that are uh over weeks of time <laughs> where a person is given a number of challenges to see if they can create more truth within a certain amount. Uh, and then they're given the opportunity to participate in what we would consider to be like an election. Now, people are not exactly elected per se in the way we think of it. They are asked to serve. And those that are asked to serve Uh, can choose to serve or not, and then it goes to the next person that's asked to serve. So part of the election process is creating a a group of people that have been already elected to potentially serve with the highest, the person most likely to have the highest uh, success at at, that level of creative service, being asked to serve in whatever way, office you could call it that they could best do. This is way different than the other subworlds. Nobody else does this. Doing it here on Earth would be quite a challenge because it would require people to be very involved in the system and be able to be co-creators themselves to understand how well other people are going to be creating and to understand what they need to create so that they that you can make a judgment about it. And realize that they are better at it than you are, but you're also, they're also better than, than millions, not millions, well, maybe millions of other people are if it was here on earth. And so you would end up with this unusual system of uh, almost a spiritual hierarchy of service, which is exactly what happens in the first sub world in these elections. Uh, if you want to call it that, remember they take place over uh, time. They don't. They listen, you don't go and choose. You're doing this for a while, and while you're doing it, you're also being tested on your ability to do it. If you fail in the test, like you can't really comprehend it, uh, you are given uh, other opportunities to improve yourself. But the test, but the election itself is not redone like it is in the other places, and so ultimately you live with the results. If you don't, if you can't bring yourself to pass it. If you can't pass it for a significant period of time, you'll probably fall asleep and end up in the 2nd subworld. You won't remain conscious enough to remain in this very difficult place to function from. So it's very complicated, and for people who don't understand what I'm saying, you can go to some of the other shows that I've talked about this so you can understand what I just said. But it is it's self, it's self-regulated because if people really can't pass the test, they probably would have a very hard time for very long staying in the first sub-world. So that's how it limits itself. People who are just there for a few days or weeks but can't remain won't be able to contribute to the election process either. But that's the way they want it to be. So you can understand why that seems like it's a pretty good idea. Anyway... When we come back, I'll talk about some of this actually having some effect in the future. And, we will, and we'll also talk about a lot of other areas of, uh, of life besides the politic issue. I just wanted to start with the first-rate concepts so that we can talk about these and you can get an idea what the show is generally going to be about. We'll be back in about uh, two and a half minutes from
0: right now. Hun, what book are you reading?
2: It's a novel kind of about romance love and spiritual life in general
0: kind of a novel what do you mean
2: well it's based on some real life experiences and even real characters some of their experiences are fascinating and remarkable i can't put this book down
1: how come the title is afterlife love
2: that's part of the fascination this book describes the afterlife in intricate detail and even explains why things are the way they're explained
1: But how can anyone write about or know that?
2: Some of the characters travel out of body to some places that people who've already died also go to. I'm finding it completely believable because it all makes sense and fits into a bigger picture for me. Hon, what happens to these people? You can read it for yourself when I'm done if you want.
0: Better yet, I'll get my own copy so we can discuss it while we read. Let me see. I'll write down the title. It's Afterlife Love by Niles McFlower. M-A-C-F-L-O-U-E-R. Afterlife Love is available in some bookstores and from the publisher at agelesswisdom.com or 480-966-3132. That's
2: 480-966-3132. Hi, everyone. Since childhood, I've had questions about my life and life in general that I couldn't find adequate answers to. Questions like, why am I here? Why are others here? Does the universe have a purpose? And how does that relate to my life? More recently, I've been wondering what happens when we die, especially the reasons why. I'm more of a doubter than a believer in many things, and answers that include the wise allow me to think and figure out the truth for myself. I've been reading a book, Life's Hidden Meaning. This one book contains more answers, including the wise, than all other sources I've read or heard. It's amazing to me that every one of my questions has been thoroughly answered. More importantly, I have found that all of these answers so far have checked out to be true. I hope this message helps some of you in your quest for better understanding. The name of this wonderful book is, again, Life's Hidden Meaning by metaphysician Niles McFlower. Some bookstores sell it. I got my copy directly from the publisher at agelesswisdom.com. Life's hidden meaning may enlighten your mind and bring some peace and joy to your heart.
0: We're back. This
1: is Why Life Is. I'm Niles McFlower. Tonight, Hey, we've got a show on astral subworld models for improving physical Earth for the next 40 years. And that's a pretty long title in itself, isn't it? Uh, We're not going to cover every element of what I would like to do. This is probably easily a two-part show. But uh, I want to give you a flavor for this whole thing. And I need to integrate what I just explained into how that could be used in the future. So let's talk about that. You know, these models for, these are very advanced models for for government. And the reason I'm telling you about the ways the governments are formed and, 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 and elected is because it controls the way the government functions. Uh, we use a system that is a bit archaic if you compare it to these other systems, because the systems we use, we're making a lot of assumptions based somewhat on egalitarianism and somewhat needed to be put into um, earlier constitutions because people would not have been able to function in a world of what I'm describing now. Because In earlier times, the consciousness of people was lower. The intelligence of some people were on an average less, but certainly the educational levels, which we're going to get to soon, uh, are was much lower. So you had people who were somewhat ignorant, um, their intelligence may have been a little bit lower than what it is today, and their consciousness was significantly lower. And when you put that all together, if you try any of these systems, you eliminate too much of the population from being capable of functioning as a voting people. And then the government is more at risk of becoming tyrannical and uh, uh, being run by dictators. So the only answer in the past has been to make it that everybody votes, even if they're ignorant to all get out and couldn't figure out which end is up on a pencil. You know, you still want them voting because uh, if they don't, the system is more vulnerable towards corruption otherwise, because too few people would vote, and that might lead to tremendous violation of rights of not only minorities, but maybe even the majority, because the majority of people wouldn't be able to vote in the system, as I'm describing these systems, from if he went back hundreds of years ago, when democracies were first being tried out. Now, today I think we are at a, the point where the opposite is true. In some countries, the fourth sub-world method of helping people to have be a bit more conscious, be a bit more loving and, and, and empathic, Uh, would be an acceptable model. I think that we would get actually more participation in pure numbers, uh, people who are passing the test, so to speak, and actually voting, than that. Because people would realize that the outcome of the government is so much better that it's worth the challenge to work on their own ability to pass a relatively easy test. Relative. Some people would still find it challenging, but those people would find it worthwhile because they would see the results in an improved government and that it would would push out some of the corruption. And the corruption is really the worst part of our system as it is today. And it would provide more more concern for everybody's well-being because people would be more loving. And they would also be more empathic, and they might be able to get closer to the truth. Now, that's if you go with the fourth sub- sub-world model. If we were to include at least parts of the third sub-world model where you would need additional intelligence, knowledge about um, whatever the issues were in order to vote on people in on those issues. That is a a a little bit more of a bugger. I think that some people would say, "Hey, I don't want that. I don't want to be bugged by it. I don't want to have to do that because uh, maybe I don't pick my people based upon knowledge. I may like the way they look, you know, (laughs) or how they sound." Um, So you get into the kind of thing that you're regulating the thought processes, and it might be an instrument of darkness if it isn't extremely limited in its use. But the 3rd subworld has made it work, uh, at least for the people that are younger and have better senses. It doesn't work for the older people who have lost most of their senses, and those people are a lot closer to people who live here in the physical world. So we do have to be concerned that there's already a model there that doesn't seem to really have what we're looking for in this day and age. Now, I am talking about this for the next 40 years, so I don't know in 40 years where we will be, but we'll talk about that, too, when we get to the technology part of tonight's show. So things will change, and we might be able to to live with something like that. Uh, Now, as far as the spiritual worlds, the second and the first, boy, it's tough. That's a tough one. My concern with those issues, with those kinds of principles applied, uh, would be that uh, just people couldn't raise their consciousness enough to make choices for candidates and for people running for office and for the laws that they're going to enact in those offices and other things. Um, for the benefit of others. And if they really could choose to do that, that would be a wonderful thing. I'd want to live there, but I'm not sure other people would. It would certainly have to be an elective. In other words, maybe a state in all of the United States might try it uh, and see if it could work. It It would virtually require that most of the people, a majority in the state, Live their lives some of the time for spiritual service to others. That would be a big deal. I don't know any states that that would be true of today, but maybe uh, as this model continued to grow, if you started with the fourth sub world model, you might find that as an experiment in 20 years or so, there might be a place that could try this. Maybe it wouldn't be a state, maybe it'd be a city, I don't know, or a town. It's an interesting idea, and if we could accomplish it, it would be a big winner for me and for others. i go live there. (laughs) But, again, I don't know that it would be that attractive to most people, because most people are too selfish, and they would consider it a restriction on their their own desires to, to get something out of whatever they're voting for and not have it about giving to others, you see. So I'm not so sure that that would that would hold up, but it might, and there might just be a few places you could go that you could live like that. That would be the hope. Now why did I make it 40 years? Well, more like probably 42, but the point is that whatever it, it's two generations of people reaching what we consider to be the minimal adult age to vote, which most people consider somewhere between 18 and 21. I I think 21 is better, but other places, voting age is 18. It depends. The issue here is, um, can you pass the test? <laughs> and that may be another significant element. I can't really answer it for everybody, and I don't know that we need to. This, this is These are models, and they don't have to be, at this point, So, uh, so... Investigated as to prove or disprove their effectiveness in tonight's show. It's just to give us thought, something to consider different than what we have, because what we have is not working. So please bear with me that I'm not trying to force these ideas on people. I'm only trying to give alternatives to what is presently systems that don't work or that seem to be failing. All right, so. Um uh, let me move on to the next area and that is the area of education using the second ray focus. And let's go back to our subworlds again, start with those so that we can look at how those worlds deal with education. It's very different than here, so we might as well look at that model and see how we think about it and whether it would be applicable here people in the fourth subworld world um, have a uh, we'll say a great urge to learn about a, a vast number of things and to uh, usually be increased in consciousness to their levels of Knowledge, uh, but usually not in the same proportion as equal, so in other words, they might for everything they learn in knowledge, they might become twenty percent more conscious about about the area that they learned in knowledge. Consciousness is the ability to apply the knowledge in ways that develops more uh we'll say consciousness in others, not just in yourself and so. This, if you can do that, then you're more conscious in general, and uh, and it always is part of love, you're giving consciousness. So, in the fourth subworld, they like to make it look like they're doing, that. but in general, because they don't really uh, do it to the same level, it's like one out of five uh, amounts. Uh, it doesn't. Um, It doesn't improve their consciousness as much as you would think to uh, go through the amount of education that they do, because believe it or not, they educate themselves about a whole variety of subjects over hundreds of years of time. And they go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. But their consciousness is always lagging behind. Now, they do have alternatives to this system. They uh, actually uh, are assisted by the schools in the Second Subworld, uh, which are really great schools. Those are where they help people to become more conscious. And they they have uh, servers that uh, run schools in the Fourth Subworld, but not very many people attend them in, in proportion to the sheer numbers of people who live there. And those people who go to those schools... Try to keep their consciousness at the same level of increasing their knowledge, which is rare. I mean, that's that's the sort of stuff that actually happens in the second subworld, but it doesn't happen in the fourth. And so they actually choose to go to one of these spiritual educational institutions, of which there are some, uh, nowhere near the same number as places you can go to learn. Things at a more personal level and if you if you participate in these uh the uh, level of um we'll say dedication to learning is quite a bit higher uh the standards of uh attendance are very high you need to need to continue to come or you you won't be able to. Because if your consciousness does not stay up with your level of knowledge, you can't cram that, by the way. No cramming allowed, because you have to be able to show you can live the knowledge that you get. And there's huge amounts of uh, weight put on that. So if you can't, then you will be asked to leave, (laughs) not that you know you won't be fined or anything. You just can't attend, uh, and the attendance therefore is based upon the ability to join these two ideas together of learning knowledge while you're being becoming more conscious, and you have to keep the two in sync. It requires spiritual discipline, of course, and uh, the number of people who go that route is in the single digits. It's like a few percent of the people. Do this. Most people do not in the fourth subgoal, but I am suggesting that this type, this, and the education. I'll, I'll get more into it in a minute. But, but I'm suggesting that this education, which I'm going to explain more, uh, be used in a number of places right here in this country, in the United States, and in other places as well. And the group that I'm part of is actually that's what we're working on. So, and this—that's what this show is about. And so the show itself. So if if you think about it, this the process is uh, relatively complicated, and more difficult than any normal school a person would go to because it involves livingness as much as it does, quote unquote, learning. And there, uh, there, it's intrusive. It means commitment and intrusion into a person's life to participate. But they do so voluntarily, of course. Nobody is forced into the system. You could be forced out of it in the sense that somebody else could have your space because there is usually a waiting list to get in. Uh, there just aren't enough uh, servers from the second sub-world to teach in these uh, schools to, that are, it makes it available for the people who want to attend, even though it's only a few percent of the Population Because the population is pretty large. Uh, the fourth sub-world is vast. It's big, 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 big. And the population of the second sub-world is minuscule in comparison. And the people that go to teach can only do so for so much time because they also want to have a life in the second sub-world and serve in some other places and do some other things. So the commitment might be for a year of teaching in the second sub-world in the fourth subworld and because of the time dilation model, you're, you're really you're losing half of you're losing double that amount of time in comparison if you'd stay in the second sub world, almost double, not quite. And so it is a, it's a penalty. There's, a, there's an actual penalty to to doing it, but it's a sacrifice. That's, that's what people do. they sacrifice some of their life and time to teach. But because of that, there's just so few people doing it relative to people who want to be involved in it that it it's, uh, it's difficult. So these servers uh, uh, teach, and they may teach quite a few people, many dozens of people. But the point is, even though they're teaching a lot of people in numerical values, it's nowhere near the number of people who would like to participate. And they have to wait. Sometimes people wait dozens of years to get into a class and or school that is teaching from the spiritual principles from the second subworld. And that usually leads to them signing up after usually like thirty, forty, fifty years of doing this, to wanting to try to come to the second subworld and become a teacher themselves and to participate in second subworld life. And it's possible to do that. It is actually possible. But uh, some people try it several times before they succeed because you can fall asleep after weeks or months of time in the second subworld world and not be able to regain consciousness there for a while. Because the selfishness builds up in them that they aren't over with yet, and that's why. So it, it's a big deal. Usually they know how close a person is to making it or not by being in the schools. Uh, so, if you're part of the system, and that's about the only way you're probably going to make it to the second sub world from the fourth, then you can the school itself and the teachers are able to determine whether or not you're a good candidate to make it or not. You can go there for a visit usually after a few years at one of these schools, but to stay is the big challenge, and some people do it make it, and others don't. Uh, I don't know the exact success and for failure, right? Because I wasn't around long enough and the people that I did talk to didn't have exact numbers because it changes from one school to the next, one teacher to the next. Even groups of people in different areas of the fourth sub world do some things better than others. There wasn't enough to be able to give you a number. I like giving numbers, but unfortunately this this one I don't have exactly. At any rate, uh, this this type of education that I'm talking about uh helps people to become eventually uh spiritual servers, but in the process they become more conscious. And not everybody will choose to be a spiritual service, just like not everybody moves on to live in the second subworld, but people who go to these kinds of schools in general increase their consciousness substantially and this is what I'm hoping for as an option that people could have in any part of the world to go to a school like this no matter where they live and that's my dream at least we could start it in some places like here in the united states and elsewhere that might permit it more easily and it would uh it would be a heck of a thing to have a whole range of ages and uh types of schools available that rely pretty much on principles of angels' wisdom, but what they're really trying to do is to help people to gain a greater level of consciousness. And that's what we need in the world today. Enlightenment would be the, the, the highest goal, and we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. All right. So, so that's the interesting thing about how the system works is that it's a, um, it's a pretty neat system, at least for people in the fourth sub world. Now, the, th- the third sub world does not really apply much to this because people in the third sub world, by and large, do not want to move on. I know that's so crazy. Why would the fourth sub people to go? Because people in the third sub world put too much emphasis on knowledge until they're usually much older. But by the time they're they're older, they've lost some of their consciousness, and they can't make it to the second subworld. It's difficult for them. They can some of them. So there aren't very many schools in the third subworld. There are people that go there to lecture and teach, but they don't have formal schools. There are there's a couple in in the older sections, but most of the people do, do gain some level of consciousness, but they don't seem to do as well in making it to the second subworld to live. They can. Nobody prevents them. There's no armed guard saying you can't make it. But the actual success rate in staying for a long time is low. Uh, It's just because uh, they've usually lost too much of their consciousness by the time they figure the whole thing out. And recognize that intelligence alone does not make you better off. But they They may have taken hundreds of years to get to that point. During that time, they may have lowered their consciousness. If they didn't lower it, they may not have raised it. And sometimes just the fact that you stagnate, you don't go backwards necessarily, but you don't go forwards, is enough to kill your chances of getting to a higher subworld, because it's so much more difficult to be conscious at those higher levels. You're just not used to getting near that level of consciousness after you have lost so much over time. But it, it is still, anything's possible, and it is true that some actually do make it. There just isn't as many opportunities in the third sub-world because there aren't as many people who want to do it. That's the way it is. Uh, now, people in the second sub-world, we already talk about what their consciousness is like, and they're trying to serve would I like to have schools available and, and that whole thing be some place that actually functions like that, where most of the people are spiritual servers? Yeah, as I said in the uh, in terms of government, I would like that. I would love it in terms of uh, people uh, learning about everything and understanding themselves and every and everyone else and helping other people to do the same. That to me would be an amazing place to live. Uh, the second subworld provides us with a lot of educational models. If you actually go there, go to the schools in that realm, not in the fourth subworld. Those schools are incredibly advanced in terms of helping people to understand better. The understanding isn't as applied as you might think. Uh, Sometimes you gain the understanding, but you don't have the wherewithal to create something brand new from it. Uh, And that's one of the disadvantages of those schools. They're the best at gaining pure understanding. They're not the greatest at being able to apply it into creative works. And, And the service that they provide is mostly just in understanding God and understanding everything, but not necessarily in creating new elements of God. They understand the old, they understand the present, but they don't do too well about creating some new things in the future. So that's what's lacking. But still, if we're just talking about pure understanding, some very, very conscious people exist in those places and going to a school where understanding is more important than knowledge, uh, which is true by and large
0: uh,
1: in in the second sub world, you you get a totally different a different level or kind of education because while there is some knowledge that is existing within things that they teach, uh, the knowledge is so thoroughly well say, understood that it isn't any longer separate from consciousness. It's just a part of how consciousness is there to give to others. And so there's this constant giving of the knowledge and sharing it among each other and finding the best use of it in any particular time. That's a very important element, and the people do exceptionally well with that. And The highest and best use, that's amazing. Uh, excluding, creating new knowledge or creating new things—that's that, that's their forte. They can do that extremely well. And uh, g- going to a school like that, going to any kind, being around any people like that, is—it's like being in a super love fest of sorts. Everybody is really high on loving, and everybody is doing it on a very active level. Not a bad place to be if schools could reach that level, which again is a whole other genre than we're we're at presently. Uh, it would be a, an exciting world. And finally, what about the schools in the first sub-world? Well, those, those schools, they don't just teach people how to raise their consciousness and how to therefore then help others to raise their consciousness. They teach people how to create new levels of light in all elements and all parts of human existence and civilization. And you go there and you learn how to enlighten others and yourself and how to become a co creative part with God. Most of the teaching is done with some creative project in mind and some problem to solve. A real problem, not a, you know, made up one. And everybody, including the teachers, participate in the solving of the problems while they're creating new things. All people participate in it. It's pretty fascinating. You might say, well, then what is a teacher? How is a teacher different from a student? Well, the teacher tends to also be a governor of the challenges that people have, making sure some people have enough and others have, uh, that they may have taken on too much, know how to get some assistance so that they can be helped through the overwhelming amount they may have chosen, which may be too much. They, that's what they really do. And But outside of that, they, they are still participants they're still growing themselves in these creative projects. Now what would it like to be going to schools like that here on in the physical world? Well, that would be amazing. Uh it still incorporates the consciousness element, a growing consciousness of the second subworld, but it adds this other big change. And uh yeah, sign me up. <laughs> Because you can invent and create things ad infinitum that will radically improve the lives of people. While at the same time, you're helping other people to do that themselves. While at the same time, you're looking into the problems people are having and trying to solve those problems with them. Just amazing kind of stuff. Well, that's pretty far out. I don't know that. Let's talk about all this in terms of our 40 years. I think that the first subworld is 150 years away <laughs> as being a general model in education. I just, I, I would, I would love for it to be right now. and I would be more than willing to create some experimental schools to try it. It just doesn't seem like most people in the world are ready for that. Uh, I just haven't met them anyway. Maybe they're out there and waiting, but I don't know where they are for sure. And if they come to, come to what we're doing as a group, then, uh, it would be even better for us to collectively do this because I think it'd be a great challenge to try to even make one school that had this mode of operation. And again, it could be a long time into the future before this becomes a generally applied method of educating people. But the four sub world method and the second, I think, have some opportunities. I think there's some real possibilities of joining some elements of the two and bringing about schools that raise consciousness more than impart just knowledge. That's not to ignore the knowledge part. I wouldn't. But I would say that now it should never exceed consciousness in terms of the values that are applied within the educational system. And if you use that, which is what's used in the second subworld, if you use that as a yardstick, and if you try, in the fourth subworld, they try to get that to that level, they don't usually reach it, then
0: that's what would be a great improvement. And I don't think that it's impossible
1: for us to consider that that could be done within 40 years. And I mean, it be generally available in maybe just all over the world. It would be just amazing. It would obviously change life as we understand it. People would become much more loving. And consciousness means that they would understand so much greater amounts of their lives and other people's lives that we would pretty much rule out, we would prevent darkness from coming in and from taking this place over. Much more than the political system I've described. I think the educational one has the most merit for doing that. So I think that's where we really would probably do best to put our efforts into, at least in the 40 years coming. It could be as we move further ahead in time that some of these other things I'm going to be talking about may be of value or or more value than just the educational part being my first pick. Okay, so let's move on. We're, again, probably not going to get as far as I would like tonight. I said this is probably probably a really two-part show. It's fascinating to me, so I hope it's fascinating for you. And while I do this, you're learning something about Ageless Wisdom. So it's really underneath all this. That's what we're really talking about. All right. So the uh, third part is really about the development of civilization. And civilization is the ability to take things that lie outside of us, usually from the lower
0: kingdoms, and to use those parts of existence, some of it's other life, so if it's not life it's uh,
1: pre life and we take that and we create extensions of our own senses and bodies to help us to communicate with others help us interact with others help us to become more knowledgeable and help us to be more interactive all of those things that are part of what would be considered the third right and uh, if we go and we we look at how this applies like from the fourth subworld uh, people in the fourth sub world um use uh the world around them as a springboard for creating more beauty they can and beauty is uh anything that helps other people to improve their senses and helps to improve your own so if you create beauty, it helps to improve your own senses but it also helps other people who experience what you're creating uh more. Uh, improvement in sense as well. And it, it, a lot of people think of it in terms of the arts. It isn't just art. It's all elements. And in terms of civilization, uh, in the fourth sub sub-world, they're trying to improve their civilization in ways in which the senses of people generally go up when they use the technology, technological improvements of that subworld. And so... Uh, and they experience beauty at the same time. They have huge numbers of different kinds of inventions from what we're used to. Most of them have to do with comfort. Truly. Or we'll call it improved communication.
0: Uh,
1: especially, uh, between people who know each other. And, uh, also, We'll say intimacy, not just sexual intimacy, but all forms of int- intimacy are enhanced uh, in the fourth subworld through technology and also through how the technology is used. You can have technology that's misused and it doesn't necessarily do what I just said. But in the fourth subworld, world, they are very judicious in how they use the technology, and that's where these rules come in that we talked about in the first part of the show, to make sure that that applies. So it's working the way people really would like it to work. They have a lot of effort done towards children and animals in making improvements in their lives. And, uh, so that's a big part of the fourth subworld experience. And they also, uh, augment their own abilities, but not like people in the third subworld to gain more knowledge. They do it to become more loving. And they, uh, look for ways that they can do things that, uh, will help others by some level of giving. Granted, probably way over half of the giving has some personal outcome to it, meaning the person giving it is not just giving it purely for the sake of others, but they're getting something in return. That is part of the 4th subworld. It's more personal giving than, than spiritual giving. But at least there is some spiritual giving. And uh, in general, people give more than they do here in this world. And when they are when they are giving, they are creating beauty far more often than not. so thats those are big elements to their to their civilization, to the way they, the way they use everything around them. They tend to not abuse things because when you abuse things, you create ugliness, and they are
0: very
1: conscious of ugliness. So abuse is really intolerant to them, and it, just imagine if that were to become the case here in the use of our civilization, it's intolerant for people to abuse anything or anyone. That would be a major improvement, a major improvement right away in our world. So you can see why I can say that the 4th subworld has something serious to offer here in this the third ray effect in living. And their their methods are very direct. They uh even when they're personal, they're 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 not hidden or anything. They don't they don't create too much we'll call it hidden agendas outside of wanting to look good themselves. But like I said, that's somewhat controlled on a group level, but not individuals. And so They, they, they really have, uh, we'll call it desire. Some of it, the desire is mixed, but some of it it is to, to get people to, uh, receive, be able to receive those things that they need. And they're not things that they just want. And so from that standpoint, there's a, uh, there is a, we'll call it more honest approach to the giving. They're not in some circumstances. This kind of change would be a huge change and improvement here in the physical world. We're pretty far from it. Can we get there in 40 years? Well, it would mean changing our technology to be less personally oriented and more, uh, we'll say, um, giving oriented. Ways where we use the technology to in some way help others. Right now, there's very few, very little of that in comparison to the personal selfish side. Uh, if you go to Facebook or you go to any of these other places, it's all about me, me, me. But if, if you could imagine it, if you reversed it, if you inverted it, the amount of personal became the amount of other directed, that would be more like a fourth astral subworld. And that would mean that within 40 years, uh, we would drive out darkness from that agenda, from using that methodology, and pretty effectively. It would really make a huge difference uh, in the way that people live their lives. Besides the fact that people's lives would probably double in their life life expectancy. But there, there would be another thing that would take place, and that is that you would find that... Uh, People's uh, literal enjoyment of life would vastly increase. And the meaning they have from the interactions with other people, which is what the Third right does, would just uh, maybe quadruple. Imagine having lives of everybody around us, including ourselves, that's four times more meaningful. Well, that's the way it is in the fourth star world, and that's how it could be here. Again, this doesn't make everybody into spiritual servers, but it does lead to a very high likelihood that the technologies will advance. And as they advance, they will become more and more other directed rather than personally selfish. Now, right now, it's going in the opposite direction and has been for uh, a number of years. The crystallization of the third ray is producing this effect. But the fourth ray is coming in. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed, that in the next 10 or 20 years, we will see this inversion away from the selfishness and the technologies and the the bringing in of the lower kingdoms into the human will become a, a way of improving the whole world and giving to all life in numerous ways in ways that really brings a great wholeness to our existence and makes life, like I said, maybe four times more meaningful than it is today on average. Wow, that's a big deal. I I would think that alone may get people to become a bit more interested in some of the things that we're talking about. It does mean some sacrifice. though. It means that, that using all the stuff that we presently have for just our own personal edification, have to be sacrificed to a large extent. You can't get both. You can't be selfish and at the same time. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get everything I'm going to get from being non-selfish. Well, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's an either-or. One offsets the other and vice versa. So if you really want to follow this path, you, you can't do so and just remain equally as selfish as you've been. The selfishness has to go. The love has to go up. And hopefully, eventually, a more soul level of giving rather than just personal will become even the norm. That may be after the 40 years. But at least it would be moving in the right direction and not towards the darkness and the abyss that we have been moving towards uh, of recent times. So I want to keep that in mind. Now, uh, the technologies of the third sub-world, um, they give me pause. They have done a, a pretty good job in trying to keep them from becoming dark, evil, uh, but much better than we're doing right now with some rudimentary versions of them. But the thing that concerns me is if we continue to grow like they are in the third sub-world, where people have tremendously augmented intelligence where they can communicate instantly through their thought to anybody else and where they can have uh, interactions with people on multiple levels at the same time without using, you know, I'll call this person on my cell phone, maybe I'll conference this other person. That is all unnecessary in the second, in the third uh, sub-world. And they can fly around and move about. Their ability to communicate and to move about is vastly increased over what ours is and they use far less of their senses to do any particular activity so they live much longer. But the the point that I'm getting at is they've been more successful than we have by far at this point in preventing it from turning dark. There is a darkness that they have so they certainly are intolerant of some of the older people that destroy some of the technology. But they still are not evil. They're on the edge sometimes, but they're not exactly evil. Here, I can't imagine some of those technologies not being used by the worst of our people to do the most atrocious things. And they're coming in any case. So what I worry about is what's going to happen when they arrive. A lot of them are coming in about 20 years, some less than that. And it's it's going to be a challenge. To not have these technologies destroy life, to not have all our freedoms removed from them, and to not become a world based upon non-God mechanical devices, and worse, an exchange of knowledge over consciousness and creation. That could be a real dangerous world. I'm hoping that, that doesn't happen, uh, and maybe we can learn some of the things that have been done in the third subworld. They uh, limit the technology for it when it's misused. Uh, that's part of their governing system. They are uh, very strict about who who and what votes count, et cetera, As I explained earlier, so they don't allow a tyrannical system to get into into government. Uh, they uh, help people, like in the fifth sub-world, not to be so intolerant so they, they understand what it means. And they do value consciousness, just not quite as much as they value intelligence and interactions with people. And they think that interactions always uh, must be, uh, we'll say, guided. So they don't allow people to interact in ways that are harmful to groups of other people, or to any other people without their uh, willing exchange. And they, they have methods of preventing uh, unwilling exchanges between people when well, one is forcing someone else, and therefore misuse of the technologies. But here in the physical world, I don't know if we'll be so successful with that, and we will find out the answer uh, within 20 of the 40 years that I've been talking about. So it's we'll see. We'll see how it really moves out. I'm hoping if if, I, if I'm right that we'll move in the right direction and we'll learn from the sub the third subworld how to make this all not be some tyrannical system of no privacy, uh total regimentation and gov- governance of slaves, effectively by a few who are progressive uh atheists. That would be a scary place, and one that certainly will become evil if it isn't by just what I just said already. All right, so uh, in, in the 2nd subworld, sub-world, uh, technology is a kind of different thing entirely. People are so conscious, they don't need the artificiality of technology. They and the technology have become one. They change their own bodies to become super bodies more than they change, than they have external instruments that they rely upon, although they have some of those. And in the first sub-world, uh, it's more extreme. There they have almost none of the technology because they are so capable just with their senses and bodies to create almost anything they want without any need for augmentation for something other than who they are, which is a higher self rather than a lower self. So their creative abilities are so much greater that they can, they can through their senses alone, do all the things, uh, most of the things that the people in the third sub-world struggle to do. So it's a pretty interesting thing, but they also don't do some of the things people do in the third sub-world because they're too, those things are too selfish, they're too personally focused. Instead, they they have different desires of service rather than desires of pleasure. But at any rate, we are away from that, hundreds of years maybe, because it takes more of a societal change. It isn't like the education part. This is the living part. And for people to interact on a scale wholesale everywhere, that's going to be hundreds of years, not 40 years before we reach the first subworld astral world kinds of uh civilization it's just not it's not it's not going to be here for a while we've got a lot of growing to do on an average to be that kind of consciousness to live in that way for the people who are able to do that all the more to them but for the rest of the world it's just going to have to be a longer time to get there And that's okay as long as we're moving in the right direction. The question is, will we move in the right direction or will we destroy ourselves by going in the wrong direction? Okay, let's move on to some of the more fourth-ray aspects of life. I talked about beauty, which is part of the the fourth-ray aspect, but this is now, we're getting into the element of how to live a, a spiritual life that incorporates a balance in the energy around us. And that's really what I'm talking about now. And it's very difficult to do for people in the force world because they tend to still have a predominance of energy as a scale for their existence. Now, in their case, they want the energy to look nice and be pretty, but they are not so concerned about there being a two-to-one balance between spirit and energy, which is what beauty is. They settle for, at maximum, a one-to-one balance, which doesn't get them near the level of consciousness and spiritual development that they could have. But in even one-to-one, which I would go for... Would mean the following kinds of changes in both arts and health and, uh, trying to, let's put it like this, trying to live in a, in a world in which the daily focus of life is at least equal in spirit to what energy a person uses and, uh, and interacts through. So if you that would be an even 1 to 1. You need a 2 to 1 in order to reach the beauty stage. But in a 1 to 1, that kind of relationship uh with the world uh has uh, been attempted uh, in utopian kinds of groups and it has always uh ended up in failure to date. And the reason reason it fails is that you know, you've got to have a very 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 clear uh, uh, center to to operate from, and this is called, sometimes called the sacral center or uh, base of spine, and that center usually needs to be unified to get to get to this point of enlightenment. The unification of the center requires uh, people to be unusually spiritually disciplined, and that uh, ha- has to do with raising up of kundalinis the three kinds of kundalini energies and twists, etc. And for all that to take place uh, is well beyond what most people uh, can do. And people in the fourth sub-world, the after-world, only pretend that they do that. Even at the one-to-one level, they just most of the time pretend. Now, can we get there on a one-to-one basis uh, in 40 years? Maybe. Just maybe. We might be able to get that. But it's difficult to see. I put it more like seventy or eighty years. Uh so this is the one of the ones even though the fourth race coming back in, it doesn't really reach its full stride till uh, another ten years or so. And so we've got um we've got a def- deficit going on that we're really gonna pay for, unfortunately. What does this mean? Well, it it means that life is not going to be Uh, as uh, spiritually based as it is materially based for decades. And when it becomes balanced at least at a one-to-one ratio, which might be 40 years from now, uh, if it gets there in that time in some places on physical earth, it still won't be a beautiful world, but it will be a world that at least has a good foundation in spiritual life. People actually be living more spiritually, not just educated in it, not just voting the right people, actually live their life in a way that's more spiritual. And so that's a good thing. I think that we have a chance at it, but probably the 40 years, it will not give us the two-to-one of a beautiful world. That's more maybe 80 years away, and that's not a good, if we're really, really fortunate so we, have got, we've got something to consider here. Uh, will it mean that people, uh, in general have a different style of living? Yes. It'll be so different that we may not be able to recognize those people, uh, completely. They, they won't be the same folks we are today. Because they would choose in many different parts of their life to, uh, change it, to alter it. Everything from the food they eat to the places they live, the clothes they wear, the uh, interactions they have, uh, the ways that they create in the world, which will be much more to create beauty as well and spiritual life as well as for some purpose or even for some uh, income or uh, some Material benefit to themselves people will give up material benefits for the more spiritual side at times that's going to be sometime in the future, not the commonplace of today, but it is doing it is done by older folks who live in the fourth spiritual subworld in uh, the third uh, the people who do it best are the older folks and in the second subworld uh it's done with Um, we'll say, fairly consistent results so that there is a significant level of spiritual life, to say the least, and some beauty. First up world is where the beauty really starts taking hold, and you can see so much more creation of it in the people's lives there. I'm going fast here because we are (laughs) running out of time. But I want you to understand that these, what goes out in the first subworld is probably maybe centuries into our future here. Especially with this more complex uh, uh, ray focus of the fourth ray. uh, That kind of lifestyle might be three to five hundred years into our future. Simply because that's, it's different than just changing your government. You're changing your daily, daily life. And all the other things that I've talked about so far are going to go into adding into this daily life change in the, along the fourth right. So that's going to be, uh, sometime in our distant lifetimes. Other future incarnations is where we'll find this kind of life on earth. If Earth succeeds, if it survives its tests in the present, okay. So, let's talk about science and how science is going to change, and the structures of science and the math of the world. Uh, the biggest changes that we're going to see, if we use the fourth subworld change, is the people know about angel's wisdom. They understand that the universe, cosmologically and ontologically, was created by God. And how it was created is based upon all of the elements that I talk about. I can't, don't have time tonight to explain them, of course. And they know that there, and we will know it here. When science uses that, the 95% of the time that it's wrong right now will change to maybe 20% or 30% of the time being wrong, And truth will reign, that means, uh, 70 80% of the time there will be truth in science, uh, better than the 5% right now. And so that's a huge improvement, huge improvement. I mean, all kinds of things will be corrected, everything from evolution, uh, evolution works for animals, Uh, everything from evolution to um, you name it, Uh, every part of science will change because it will include a more complete understanding of the structure of the universe, including mathematically. We'll have mathematical formula that will explain all of the dimensions of time and space, how you can travel through them, what the, way other things. We'll be able to move across our own galaxy up to a thousand times faster. Than the speed of light as we understand it here. That's a lot of, that's fast. So, someone who's a thousand light years away from us, we could get there in about a year. Now, that's moving, that's moving real fast. Someone who's a hundred light years away, we can get there in a little more than a month. That's reasonable too. 100 light years are a lot of the constellations that our sun interacts in. So you can see how that is all applicable, and it will be part of the coming sciences. Science will take on a different meaning because uh, we will live in a multidimensional universe rather than the dimension or dimensions we think of today, including time. We don't even understand the dimension of time, although it's considered by physicists to be dimensional. And so all of that will come together. And science will be used as a means to getting to the truth of so many things that presently it obscures the truth and because it's wrong, it's untruthful. When I say wrong, I mean the word untruthful. About 95% of the time, it's untruthful. That doesn't mean it doesn't have some elements of truth Five because the 5% sprinkled all over the place, but 5% is not a good track record. And, and 95%, and the funny thing is, when they discover something that was untruthful, they'll say, oh, well, now we know better. We know so much more. We know another one-hundredth of one percent more. Ooh, you know, that's the unfortunate thing about science. And, of course, it's played by egotism, and that's the fundamental problem with the race right now of human beings. The most egotistical sub-race of human beings that may ever exist on Earth is here right now. So, you know, it's plaguing us. It's doing terrible things to what life is for us. And we we have to muddle through it. Uh, now, in 40 years, where do I think uh, we can get to? Don't know. I don't know that we'll get to the fourth sub sub-worlds level. I think that I'd be happy if we can get a 10-20% improvement in truth in this world, Uh, in general. Some people will be up at the 70-80% level, but I think that the average will not get that high.
0: But any amount of truth is better than where we are. Let's face it. Any amount of increase would be welcome. I hope you think the same
1: thing. To me, uh, you know, I, I kind of look at myself as a scientist. Uh, certainly, I, I have been one, professionally speaking. And so, it, to me, it's a, a it's a critical element in in life to be able to determine truth. But so many people find it irrelevant <laughs> to them, and that's what we need to work on. I can't live a life without truth, but a lot of people can't live a life with it. So we'll have to work that one out. I think there's a lot to be learned. In the 3rd subworld. the truth is held paramount, but it's more based upon knowledge than consciousness. So it's applicable to specifics as examples, but not so much in the whole context of the concept in its larger state, which would apply to the... the, Consciousness of a person. So they ignore that and then they just look at the specific examples, which, by the way, those things are very high on truth in, in the third subworld. And in the second, it's the reverse. There you get a much higher consciousness. And uh, in the first, they're able to create new truths all the time, which is a grand, wonderful thing that they're able to do there. And I'm very impressed with that. Now, uh, moving on to the question of religion and how that's going to change. The present values of religion is that it's so separatist it almost can't get you can't get more variations than virtually we have on Earth, and because of that, there's no agreement about what God is because the representation of God is through religion for most people, and if every hundred people. In their congregation or their, their, their little sect of whatever uh, believes that God is this or that, but everyone else that doesn't believe that doesn't believe in God. Well, that's craziness. And that's what we got going on in some places. Now, could you say, well, there's a million, there's a billion Roman Catholics, there's a billion Muslims. Don't they all agree? No, well, they don't. They all disagree, actually, to some extent, even though they may be all members of what they call the bigger church and stuff. A lot of disagreements, and even in the parts they agree on, those parts are anachronistic to what is already understood about the universe and certainly doesn't isn't supported by cosmological and further ontological reasoning, whereas angels wisdom does that and people in the fourth subworld have that. People in the third subworld have that. People in the second and the first. So there it's been corrected because they're living in multi dimensions that we're not and they can experience God better. They can right there it's right in front of them. Here we're we've got blinders on it's called illusion. Our illusion is so great we can't get we we have very little coming through our senses. That really is the light of God. And if you don't experience the light, it's hard to experience the religion that's supposed to be helping you find it. That's the problem. And And then people blindly follow, blindly, literally, they're blinded, follow religions that make little or no sense about most of the things that they practice. The fact that they promote God is a good thing. But the rest of the religions are based upon human contrivances and a lot of greed and many, many glamours and desire. And it has layers upon layers of falsehoods. It's not only not scientific, as I mentioned earlier, it's not even rational. It's not even making any sense to a lot of people. And they're tuning it out. We're losing people finding God because they are, have been trying to do it through religions that no longer are helpful. They're not applicable. They To a person who's a strong thinker, they don't make sense. They are senseless. And that's not a good thing. Will we improve on that? I think so. I think the sixth ray is out of focus, but the fourth ray is coming back in, which will help to balance out the structure to some extent, and it will allow some people to start reaching into Ageless Wisdom more and applying parts of it, at least, to their own religions, even if they don't say, well, Ageless Wisdom is not a religion, but it explains things. It's ontology, so why not use some of this to try to figure out some parts of our religion that will make sense to us? Well, people are doing that. I know people that do that. So that's a good thing. And you don't have to become a non-religious person. You just need to look at it like this is the evolving thing about it. it's changing. It's changing because we are changing. We're growing in consciousness. The religions have to grow with us. or they'll die eventually. Some will. The ones that are violent that seek out to destroy others because they're not like them those are going to die out. The reason they're going to die out is because they seek death. And what you seek is what you get. If you want to terrorize and kill people, that's what your life will eventually be. If nothing else, you'll be born in the religions you're attacking in your next life. And that should help you understand. As you're victimized by the religion that you once belonged to, you see there's no way around it except that we hope the planet survives before it's destroyed by these crazy things. Hopefully that will happen. And then finally, let's look at the economic issues. You know, when we get to this part, I'm gonna to have to go really fast, I about five minutes here. Um this this is this is really the 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 focus of a lot of people today, because we live in a physical world, the economics of the physical world are critical to the development of our society. And it's the ability to synthesize together material things so that they can be used in ways that are both more helpful and eventually more spiritual. And the difficulty is getting them to become both at the same time. Uh, there are geniuses of our society that have been found numerous ways to economically improve the world, some of it almost exclusively based on mundane aspects of life, ignoring any spiritual side to it. That has been successful, but it also gets out of hand in being an abuse of capitalism, leading, leading into monopolies and uh, ex- excesses of abuse of. Of people and uh, as a resource at, because you see them as a material as a material thing, including how much you have to pay them and what you have to give up to ha- get them and, and that sort of thing. That's the mistake, and that model can be changed. No, I'm not suggesting socialism and communism. Those models don't work at all, but what can work is uh, explicitly relying upon a more creative side, a more synthesizing side in a capitalist system. When you get to that, you make sure that everybody has a chance at being successful if they are going to go into the route of applying the seventh right to their way of living. If they want to create part of the economy, that's great, but not at the expense of others, only at the service to others in some ways. So everybody is out there to, uh, it's not a zero-sum game. Two people win, ten people win, more people win, more people win more. So that's how it works. The zero-sum game is promoted by communist people and socialists, the presidents of the United States and others, in ignorance and also greed and corruption. They're using it for their own purposes against the system the correct thing to understand is that prosperity is is everybody benefits from it provided that people that are prosperous are also growing in consciousness at the same time if they don't grow in consciousness then they can become excessively greedy and selfish and try to stifle the growth of others thinking weirdly that that's uh, that's a good thing because the others are competing with them but when you see that competition is a way of becoming more synthetic and helping everybody to get better, then it's not so bad. And it leads to effectively growth for everybody. Once somebody is competing with you, they challenge you to do better. And you challenge them to do better. And that is a good thing, provided you don't use your means to destroy them or to prevent them from being able to function in a way that is both competitive and that is truly uh, creative. So you allow them to be creative and competitive at the same time, and people don't lose in that environment, they gain. And that's what we need to see. That system has been lost because of a lot of propaganda created by the dark side to convince people that you should get something for nothing for just being alive. And the something for nothing is really uh, enslavement. What you've got is the inability to be creative, the inability to participate and to grow, and to learn how to be independent. They say, you don't need independence, you just need slavery. Sign up here, and we'll give you your minimum needs, and you won't have to do anything for the rest of your life. Well, that's death. You'd be better off being dead than go through that. So that's what's wrong with that system. Now, we can change that. And in the next 40 years, I think a significant change can take place. This is the place we can do the most amount of change, because we're here in the physical world where it applies the most. I know a lot about the synthesis model, and i got to talk about it in another show because we're out of time for this one. But the synthesis is really the foundation of it, and we'll have to cover that in another show. We're out of time. (laughs) Well, I I really hope this show has given you a lot of things to think about. I mean, we covered a huge range of stuff, and more that we didn't get to cover, but still, we got something. And I've got to give time for the next show to be able to get on the air, so I'm going to do that. And I'm losing my voice right now. So, uh, until next week, this
0: has been Niles McFlower for Why Life Is.